Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. Hey, Get Your Book Seen and Sold podcast listeners. I added a couple of goodies to my Substack account. If you would like to be a subscriber at the $50 a year level, you will get a fill-in-the-blank book marketing plan. And at the $100 level, you will get not only the book marketing plan, but also a half an hour consultation with me via Zoom. Sign up today. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. With us today is Allison Pottern Hoke. Allison is a book marketing, publicity, and event planning consultant. She is a writer and a teacher, too. You can find out more about Allison on her website, www.pottern.com, and at her Substack, which is titled Books, Marketing, and More. She is our guest today. Welcome, Allison. Thanks so much for having me, Claudine. I'm really honored. She's really, she's probably like, I tried, I screwed up the uh, the introduction like five times. She's probably like, what am I doing here? But we are soul sisters. Yes. I promise yes. you that in book marketing. So, <laughs> yes, 100%. So going, going a little deeper into some of the things that you are a, a special, you are, you are an expert at, let's say. Thank um, you. Two things. One, I wanted to ask you for anybody who's listening and maybe they have a book deal with a traditional publisher and they are thinking that the publicist that they've been assigned is going to do all of their book marketing for them, um, mm-hmm. maybe just the broad strokes on that subject. And also, if someone self-published or traditionally published or hybrid published, who would really like to do a book signing. And I know that's one of your... (laughs) I love talking events. That's my bread and butter. That's it. That's it. So, you know, when you said in in your intro that two weeks before and the author's saying, well, how can I promote this? I'm going, oh, no, oh, no. Right? I know. So go ahead. Speak to those. Sure. Okay. So um, your first question was about a publicist and what to expect from them. Um, Claudine, I can't tell you how many authors I've spoken to and and the wide range of things that their publicists are willing and able to do. I have worked with authors who've published who've, who've published dozens of books whose publicists do nothing. And I've also spoken to brand new debut authors who have beautiful dedicated publicists and are having lots of marketing money thrown at them. And then I, you know, I have people everywhere in between. So um, your mileage may vary is what I'm going to start with. But um, in general, uh, as somebody who's worked in a publicity department, um, what a publicist's job is essentially is to be uh, your advocate um, and to be your your book's evangelist and specifically to uh, convey the value of your work uh, to the media and to uh, very, various media outlets. And in, in this case, that also includes bookstores, but not from a sales point of view. That's what your sales rep does. That's a different conversation. But their job is to is to market your book to the bookstores, to convince them that buying your book is a good idea um, and to help promote your book through events. Now, if an author is wondering, well, so I am traditionally published. I haven't been assigned my publicist yet, but I'm feeling like I should probably do some marketing stuff. Where, What are they likely going to do for me? Likely they're going to help you get national review coverage. So they're going to be the ones to reach out to you know, the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, Publishers Weekly, Library Journal, all the places that do big book reviews. And if you're writing in a specific niche, for example, if you're uh, publishing in romance or you're publishing in science fiction and fantasy, they should also be reaching out to, um, you know, large media outlets in those specific genres. And a, a lot of them will have 
Like I know Romance, for example, you know, like upmarket romance has a lot of those publishers have very specific like rollouts for how they, for who they pitch to and how they get those reviews. Um, And so, and that's going to be different depending on your genre and your age group. Right. So that's a big part of what they do. They also will help. They they may, I should say, (laughs) help with uh, book events, um, book tours. If there's a lot of marketing money being thrown your way, you might, get a book tour that doesn't really happen a lot anymore, but um, you never know. Fingers crossed for you. Um, They also can help you get on things like podcasts and radio interviews and, um, you know, other kinds of Q and A's They can help get excerpts posted in uh, media outlets relevant to your uh, genre. Um, And they're the person that you can turn to if you are planning an event, if you are planning some kind of a marketing strategy, that you can turn to them and say, hey, I'm doing this. I need support. I need to make sure books get there in time. I need a poster. I need bookmarks. And they should theoretically be able to uh, facilitate a lot of that for you and be your liaison to the marketing department at your publisher. Um, the reality is sometimes they do more than that. Sometimes they don't do any of that. And that depends on who your publisher is, their size, their budget, how many other books that publicist is working on, how new they are. <laughs> um, and uh, again, the marketing dollars that are that are being uh, put towards your book. You know, as, um, as an aside, real quick, not, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I'm just wondering, yeah. why is the book marketing part of publishing so often the lag? You know, it's kind of lagging behind. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. Um, I I think that what winds up happening, or my understanding, and I, this is evolving constantly because publishing is running up. Publishing in general is lagging behind the needs of writers and authors currently, in my opinion. Um, and I think what often happens with marketing is that um, so much now becomes dependent on pre-sales, on pre-event, pre-pub buzz, um, becomes dependent on, well, this person already has a platform. So we know that we think their book's going to do well. And, and what publishing will often do, at least the big publishers, they'll often throw money at the books that they already think are going to be successful. Um, and while that's good at helping those books rise to the top, um, which is wonderful. It means that a lot of books in the middle, in the mid list, as it's known, right, um, don't see those dollars and don't get the boost to get them from that sort of middle range of, um, you know, marketing to the level that might get them more coverage, a little bit more sales, you know, that might get them just over that hump. Um, and so it it winds up being this, weird self-fulfilling prophecy where the publishers don't give money to some of these other books that they're taking a chance on. And so those books struggle to, you know, reach the same heights as these other books that they are giving a lot of money to. And so the money then gets siphoned away. Um, And I think that, you know, that's, that's a cold reality Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a lot of authors. And I think that's, that's also, and again, it's not true of every publisher, um, but I have seen it happen. And I think, you know, that's where I feel like having an understanding of publishing's marketing engine is so important because if you wind up getting stuck in that mid-list cycle, you know, it's saying, okay, well, now is the point at which I need to, if I want to level up, how do I do that on my own? Because the publisher is not helping me. Or, you know, what steps do I need to take knowing what I know now about publishing and about what I'm capable of? Like, what steps do I need to take to achieve the goals I have? Or do I want to rewrite those goals knowing what I know now? Right. Right. So- so much of it is just education and knowledge. Yeah, um, and that's why I love your message because it's it you're empowering authors. Say, hey, you know, this book marketing thing, it could be a little scary and overwhelming, but if you understand what your role can be, you can mm-hmm. feel better about what you're uh, giving your book the best chance to right. be to be seen. And, and exactly. I also think authors don't understand that they can uh, partner 
with their publishers. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think a lot of, yeah, that, that feeling that they come into this process and they're like, oh, well, they know best. So I'm just going to let them do everything um, is can work against you. Because if you have connections to podcasts or bloggers or other writers and you want to leverage those, your publicist isn't going to know about those. Right. Even I know at the beginning of uh, the process, a lot of authors get given a marketing questionnaire that's like 50 pages long and they want you to write everything down and it makes authors feel very overwhelmed and also like their publicist has everything under control. Um, and those two things are not necessarily true, <laughs> right? Because um, the publicist then puts that in the file. You know, they may look at it once, they put it in the file, they use it to sort of create their pitch to their own department. And then they may or may not refer back to it. Right. Right. Um, so it's really important that even if you've told them that one thing, right, or you, you emptied your soul into this questionnaire and felt like you have a million marketing faults, right? Like there's still a conversation to be had constantly. Yes. Um, as the market evolves literally between when your book is bought to when your book is published, usually a year or two goes by. The market can change drastically. What people want to read and how they read can change drastically. So even just being in touch with your editor or your publicist and the marketing team uh, is so important. And and a lot of authors are like, oh, well, I'm nervous to write to them. Like, what if they think I'm judging them or telling them they're doing a bad job? Absolutely not. If you have a connection, if you have some kind of marketing idea you want to run by them or get support on, reach out to them. That is what they are there for. If they don't respond or they're not advocating for you the way you want them to, that's when it's a really great idea to seek out somebody like me or to seek out, um, you know, some other uh, marketing uh, consultant uh, to find out what it is that needs to be done. And that's and and you may not need to jump straight to a publicist or a PR firm. Uh, if that's outside your budget, you can start with, again, someone like me who can just get you on the right path and help you figure out what the next steps are. Could you even, as an author, could you ask your publicist to ask the publisher to um, maybe contribute to something that they uh, book promotion that cost a little bit of money that you think is a good idea? Yeah, um, I would say so. Uh, I think that I, I certainly know in my um, and sometimes sometimes you can kind of go around the system a little bit, too. When I was uh, at the bookstore, a lot of times I, I got put directly in touch with the publicist. So even if the author and I were talking about ways to promote their event, you know, I could say, OK, well, I will ask them. I was like, we love having we have big picture windows in the front. We love getting big book cover posters so that people can see the book cover from across the street. Right. Like I'll ask as the book court, as the event coordinator at the bookstore, I will ask the publicist for a poster. You know, I will ask the publisher for bookmarks because sometimes the author can ask and they'll be like, if I give it to you, I have to give it to everybody. But if the <laughs> bookstore asks, right, then they're like, sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, usually when the author would ask, it would be fine. But um, but if you have those kind of personal connections with your marketing partners, if it's a bookstore, if it's a podcast interviewer, whatever it happens to be, um, you can use that as leverage. If you have a good connection with your publicist, definitely leverage your publicist to get the things you need and to get you into the interviews, the review coverage, the events that you want. Yeah. Um, it's also a good opportunity to say, uh, like, I talk a lot also about conferences and conventions that can be useful for authors to participate in, uh, literary festivals, stuff like that. And some of those you have to pitch yourself as an author. Um, but certain trade um, uh, conferences, uh, definitely ask your publicist um, to say, hey, I really want to go to uh, the American Library Association meeting, or I really want to go to um, Book Expo. Like, what would it take? Like, is this something that 
the publisher can, that you can help me with that the publisher can pay for um, that we could make an event out of and have books for sale. So those are things you should definitely advocate for if you feel like they're going to support your goals and your book um, and and asking for also asking for information like I'm if you're already going to a conference or a literary festival to say, hey, are are any of the other Harper Collins authors in my genre going to this thing. Can I connect with them? Can we do a joint thing? Can I meet them? Can I network? Is a sales rep going to be there so that I can meet the sales reps for my area so that they can see how awesome I am and then they can <laughs> sell my books to more bookstores, right? So there's there's a whole kind of snowball effect that can happen. As soon as you feel empowered to reach out to these people and make these connections, like you can, there's, there's so many options available yeah. to you. Yeah. It's not black and white. It's, it's, you, you can offer ideas, you can share, you can, you can pitch stuff. I mean, yeah. wh- what's the worst they're going to say is no, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. This is, this is a business, right? You're a business person as a writer, as an author. And that's, Again, a whole nother conversation, Claudine. I'm not sure we have time in here to go into that in too much depth. But, you know, remembering that you're a business person um, as a publishing author can be really crucial in how you engage with potential marketing partners, right? Because you're saying, I'm a business person asking for this business transaction, you know, and recognizing that the other person is also a business um, and that some things may work for their business and some things may not. They may have the budget for things they may not, just like you do. So um, I think that can take away some of the, a lot of authors get really icky about pu- uh, publicity, about sales, about marketing, because it feels like, ugh, I'm having to market myself. I'm having to market, like, yes. I tell people how great I am. Like, right. I don't know, that feels weird. I have to tell people how great my book is and my book is an extension of me. Like there's a lot of really like personal complicated stuff mixed up in that. And I think, you know, I practice a lot of different strategies with, um, with the writers I work with about how to untangle some of that so that it becomes easier to market. And, and one of those ways is by saying, okay, yes, my book is a personal extension of me, but also I am a business person trying to get this book sold, right, out into the world. So if I'm a business and they're a business, right, then if they say no to me, it's not personal. It's not them rejecting this beautiful thing that I created. It's them saying, my business is not going to work for their business, right? Um, So I think that is uh, one way to sort of think about the process as well, if you're struggling to advocate for yourself, right. whether it's with the publicist at your publisher or with um, a bookstore or a business that you're trying to get to um, shelve your book or promote your book, right. um, just recognizing that um, nine time, 9.5 times out of 10, it's not personal, right? Right, 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 right. Okay, so you mentioned the book uh, signing, and I think that is the, yes. the quintessential dream of many an author yes. to to have a book signing. And I just want to share one of my, I didn't have you in my corner uh, <laughs> to help me. <laughs> uh, I published a book a while ago, and, and the, the, the publisher was very um, helpful, but mm-hmm. I, I, you know, picked the wrong, you know, area picked the wrong, you know, didn't didn't have an audience for the book in the area and and three people showed up and it was hor- yeah. horrifying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so and 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 uh so tell us what, what give us some tips for someone who wants to plan Definitely. yeah, that kind of a book Yeah, 100%. Assignment. Um and uh, Claudine, I just want to give you a big hug. Oh, I I want that event <laughs> because you know, the the first thing to understand is that you can do everything right and three people can still show up, yep. right? I, I just need to get that out there. I know that's disheartening, um, but it can still happen. Um, but uh, like you asked, I'm going to give some some tips for how to, as I say, give people the most opportunity to say yes to your event or to your book, right? I cannot guarantee anything <laughs> because who knows if the weather's going to be beautiful and suddenly everybody wants to go to the beach on the day of your event, right? Like, 
or it's going to snow and no one can or it's going to snow or there's right. a blizzard and nobody can come right? right so there could be any number of factors outside of anybody's control that can affect how many people come to your event but to start from the best possible place um the first step is research 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 so what i mean by that is you're excited to, and and preparation so you're excited about launching your book you're super excited about your book signing and you think okay clearly i need to do it at a bookstore first of all is your book the right book to do a book launch at a bookstore um that's a great first question to ask yourself i worked with um a client a number of years ago whose book was uh like a holistic um self-help health sort of memoir okay and she was hybrid published and so we were or small press published and we were talking about it and she was like yeah i'm like trying to figure out which bookstore to go with and i was like you know what i don't think a bookstore is the right answer for you even though bookstores are fantastic i love them and they are all set up to sell your book and promote your book um not every book in my opinion should be launched at a bookstore um, for her, she found a lot of success uh, doing a book launch at a yoga studio and at a health food store, doing book signings there where her audience actually goes. Right. Um, so that's the first step is thinking about is researching venues where your audience actually will go. Um, uh, and a piece of that, again, something I say often to my students is go where your people are. Your people can be your family. Your people can be your audience. Um, they can be the folks who read in your genre. Um, if you are publishing a romance novel, but your only independent bookstore nearby is a cookbook bookstore, that may not be, in, just because they're a bookstore, it may not be an excuse. Like, it may not be a good reason to do it there. You know what I mean? Um, and if you just moved to a new town where nobody knows you, it may be best to go back to your hometown or where you just moved from to do your launch in order to reach the most number of people who are going to connect with you and your work because they know you already. Yep. Especially, especially for debut authors um, who are still building that platform and that audience. So research your venue, uh, know, know your audience and where they are. Um, and then there's some, some, really nit nitty gritty details like scheduling, which has to do with once you pick a venue that you're excited about or a couple venues you're excited about, look at when they actually do events. Um, do they do them on weeknights? Do they do them on weekends? Do they only do them once a month? Uh, do they tend to do joint events? Do they t do individual events? What do those look like? You can see their event calendars online. And once you have those details, you can say, okay, does that fit my schedule? Because it's no use pitching this to a store that's going to have to say no to you because your schedules don't align. You can figure that out uh, as best you can beforehand. Um, and do you think your audience is going to show up in the time slots that are available? If they only do events on Sunday mornings, are your are your folks going to show up on a Sunday morning for an event? That sort of thing. So once you sort of have... Um, a sense of the schedules that are available to you. Oh, and it's also important to think about seasonality as well. Um, again, I'm in Massachusetts. So um, the the bookstores uh, in like the Boston Metro West area, their big time for events tends to be fall and spring. But on the Cape, it's the summer, right? So it's really important to think about, okay, maybe my book launch is best served not by the store that's closest to me, but by the store that's going to be the busiest, you know, during the season. Right. Um, so those are some things to think about with scheduling. And so once you have your schedule set up, you've picked the store that works best for you, where your audience is, you've picked a date and time that works for you, for the store and for your audience. Um, then it comes down to working with the store um, and your publicist, if you have one, um, to reach your audience, the audience that you've pegged, right? And um, your bookstore, knowing what they, or your venue, knowing what their marketing channels already look like, knowing who they pitch to already, because, for example, I would send press releases to local media. 
Um, and I tended to like to find different, really beautiful symbiotic relationships that I could form with local businesses or local groups. I would do a lot of that on behalf of my authors. Um, as, as a publicist or as, as, the... as, a, as the book event coordinator. See, that's important. Okay. I would do that. Okay. Um, now, not not every book, a book event coordinator wears a million hats and they're coordinating events that are tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. So not every um, book event coordinator is a scheduling glutton for punishment like I am. <laughs> but, um, but they're the ones who know their community, right? They're the ones who can tell you oh, you want cupcakes at your event? I can get you a hookup with this cupcake shop in town because we're in the better bit, you know, we're in the same business association or whatever, right? So um, they're the ones who can help you fuel some of those local connections in ways that um, you may not be able to or may not have thought of. Um, So working closely with them, working closely with your publicist and, um, and then, just leveraging all the personal connections and, and public um, professional connections that you have to let people know about the event. Um, and then for planning the event itself, making sure that a, you are leveraging your expertise. Um, and I always like to suggest offering something a little extra. Now that doesn't have to be swag per se, but um my favorite kinds of events were the ones where we could do some sort of a event tie-in to whatever the book was. Um, if it was a children's book, you know, could we have themed treats or could we have some sort of a coloring page or an activity or a craft having to do with it? If it was, you know, uh, for adults, was there some sort of, you know, again, like a cupcake shop or the, you know, could we have champagne? Could we have like, you know, what could we do it as a luncheon? Like what kind of different things could we do to give that little bit of added incentive for people to come? Not only are you coming to hear this awesome author talk about this awesome book, but you will also get what, Makes right? Sense. Yeah. I loved doing events with cookbook authors because we would try to set up cooking demos or samples or, yeah. um, you know, all kinds of different things. We did a barbecue one once out like on the back patio. We did one at a demo kitchen in town at the local like, you know, kitchen and, you know, um, tile store, right? Like that had a demo kitchen. Like there's all kinds of ways that you and or your marketing partners can help create really fun and interesting events. So Worst case scenario, not a lot of people show up, but you still have a really good time. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and, and you're creative, too. It helps yeah. to have a book coordinator or someone at the bookstore who's creative, yeah. or you're creative yourself, and you can work with them. Exactly. I, And that's something else that I that comes as a real surprise, I think, to a lot of authors who get into the marketing side of things, is that you're a creative person because you wrote a book, right? Like you had to come up with those ideas out of nothing, right? Even if it's based on a true story, you had to formulate that into a creative whole, which means that you have the potential to come up with creative ideas. Um, And now we just have to apply that creativity to this new direction, right? Like, okay, how can we make your event a little bit more, just a little bit more, right? And uh, you know, how can we do that on a budget? Or maybe you have some money you want to throw at your event. Fantastic. How can we take advantage of that and uh, make it something truly special? Right. Um, do, you, and, do, you th- do you think it's a must to do a book signing? Is it a must to do a book signing? Um, I think that having some sort of launch event is really important. And here's why. That And it doesn't have to necessarily be, like, it helps if it's around the publication date because the whole idea behind the publication date is that's when we're building momentum towards a specific event or date with all of the publicity and marketing that's happening. So that's when book reviews come out. That's when, you know, interviews come out. That's when the book goes on the shelf, et cetera, et cetera. So suddenly people are seeing you everywhere. Like that's the idea behind doing a launch near the pub date. 
um, especially for self-published or hybrid and indie published authors who are not, you know, part of the traditional publishing marketing engine. It's not necessarily critical that that happens right when the book comes out because you can sort of do a soft launch, right? Because you're not on, you know, you, you don't have any specifics unless you have specific sales, you know, deadlines you've set for yourself. There's no hard and fast rule there. But I do think it's really important to do some kind of a launch event because that's A, the opportunity to celebrate your huge accomplishment of publishing a book and you deserve to be celebrated. And also because that's an opportunity to tap into all the people who have helped you get to where you are, all the people who have either always said, oh, you'll never write a book or all the people who said, (laughs) yes, I can't wait till you've written a book and to let them know that it's here and they can buy it and there's energy around it. Um, And I think that that's really important. Um, I think that a book launch doesn't have to look like a book signing. Um, It can look like a lot of different things. It can be a private event you hold at your house, you know, where you have you know, stacks of your book that people can look at and buy, but you're also, you know, got past hors d'oeuvres or it can be, you know, something entirely different. Yep. Um, and I think that for me, it's an opportunity, in, in my opinion, it's an opportunity to use that momentum mm-hmm. to celebrate your book and sell it to all the people who know you and want to support you. And you can do more than one too. I've had people who do, um, you know, more than one book launched because they have, you know, communities in different places and they want to go there in person uh, to do those. Uh, you can certainly do them virtually as well. Um, I think the energy is different, but not, um, you know, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Um, and I think launches can also be opportunities to um connect with your writing community and uh, connect with your local book community, the bookstores, the libraries, the all kinds of things. Awesome. Um, And if you're looking for a date to do one, that's maybe you're like, oh, well, I'm releasing this book because of uh, I really want it ready for a convention I'm going to or a conference I'm going to. The launch time is weird. You know, it's like early January or something. And that's a little hard for me to do. I don't want to do a launch in January where it might snow. What do I do? Well, I think that's it's then a good option to look for another date or event that you can build your launch around. So yep. if you've got a romance novel, be like, okay, I'm going to do a Valentine's Day launch, right? <laughs> or something like that, yes. right? Or if it's a beach read, okay, we're going to do like a beach read book event in June, in early June, so that you know, I'll, I'll snag a few other writers I know who are also writing in this genre and we're going to do a panel we're gonna, or we're going to do a big event. We're going to have, you know, drinks with little umbrellas, right? It's going to be awesome. And uh, it can be as involved or not involved as you want, right? That's the cool thing about um, building your own events is that they can look like however you want them to look. I like that. I think you've, you're, you've opened a lot of doors, Allison, for authors who want to market their books. Uh, thank you so much for that great information. So tell us about your helping authors with book marketing. How did you get started with that as a career? And then I want to get into what you offer. Sure. Yeah. So um, I have a colorful background in the book world. I um, have a degree in creative writing. I have worked at university presses uh, doing publicity and promotions. Um, I took a little bit of a left turn and came and worked at an independent bookstore uh, as their children's events coordinator and eventually their all-around marketing coordinator. Um, And while working at the bookstore especially, um, I would encounter so many authors that would call me up, like I'd I'd book their event and they'd call me up a week or two before and they'd be like, great, I'm so excited. What do I need to do? (laughs) And, you know, having, having been through the process of both at a publisher, seeing at what point the publishers start the publicity and marketing process, AKA 
six to eight to 12 months before the book comes out and seeing what the authors actually knew coming to me at the bookstore two weeks out and wondering, how do I market this event? You know, it it was this really profound discrepancy. And so um, when I eventually left the bookstore to pursue my own projects, I realized I had this huge body of knowledge that a lot of authors did not have access to. And um, I wanted to share the wealth. I wanted to make sure that people at that point in their careers and, and slowly as, as I began sharing with writers, both through blog posts and through workshops and through one-on-one coaching. Um, when I started to share with authors who were at the like book contract stage, I realized that um, I could offer something even earlier, you know, for authors who were not even quite there yet, but wanted to know how do I start talking about my writing? How do I start talking about myself in connection to my writing? You know, a lot of people have questions about platform. A lot of people have questions about what do I expect if and when I get a book contract? Um, and I realized I had um, insight into those different questions. And as somebody who's also a writer, you know, having this sort of insider view on both ends, uh, I think has proved really helpful for the readers of my newsletter and my students Um uh, throughout this process. So that's that's kind of how I, I wound up here. And I also just want to speak a moment about the idea of coaching versus being a publicist, because I do get that question a lot as well. Um, I call myself a marketing coach because I see myself as someone who is teaching a person to market rather than marketing for them. So, um, you know, teach a man to fish, you know, and they'll know how to fish forever. So it's that kind of idea where I am teaching and showing and brainstorming with authors and writers about different aspects of marketing so that they can feel empowered to take those tools and do whatever they want with them, but ultimately to advocate for themselves um, in the publishing world and beyond. Absolutely. And it's so needed now. I mean, do you, you must feel that with the advent of print on demand and all the ways that you can publish yourself and all the distribution that's opened up for the mm-hmm. for authors that you've become more busy, I bet. Yeah, there's definitely um, a wider range of questions. Uh, I feel like when I started out, and some of that's my my growth too, as a coach, um, you know, working, working at a publisher and then a bookstore, you know, for a long time, my understanding of publishing was, was fairly limited to traditional publishing or small press publishing. And it's only since, um, you know, in the last eight years or so that I've, you know, when I started teaching workshops, so many of the people coming to me are self-published or hybrid published or, or have tried the tr- have tried one route and now want to try a different route, or are doing both routes simultaneously. And um, I find in in that case, you know, it's less about you know I I never see myself as someone who's going to tell you this is what you have to do in order to get published. That's not again. That's I don't see that as my role. I see my role as saying these are the options available to you. You know, what are your goals? What is your uh, and you, you probably know this from my <laughs> from my newsletter because I talk about goals. And I also talk about like energy and bandwidth a lot too because um, so much of it comes from you know the the most successful marketing is going to be the marketing that you're excited about and the marketing that you have energy to do. If you're sinking all your energy into stuff that doesn't give back to you, then I I don't believe that's going to be as successful as the as the work you do that that supports your ultimate goals, right? If your goal is to uh, sell as many books as possible, fantastic. You know, these are paths and strategies open to you. If your goal is to just uh, to inspire people, but maybe you don't care how many books you sell, then that opens up, uh, you know, other avenues. Um, And so, you know, as I got to meet more writers who are writing across all different publishing paths, um, you know, it, it, it unlocked for me this ability to say, oh, okay, well, if you don't care about these things that traditional publishing requires you to care about, then let's talk about what what marketing opportunities are available for you. Like how, 
how freeing that can be um, for writers who are already trying to go like a more independent uh, direction. So um, helping authors understand what distribution means even and what um, what lies in the choice of choosing traditional versus um, indie or self-publishing uh, is, is I feel like a large part of my job because a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to, I try to let them know what the options are. Right. So, you, and you're filling in the gap uh, so beautifully and it's so, it's so needed with, with authors. And do you find that your help when you do coach and mentor um, someone saves them money, right? I would say so. Um, you know, I, especially if, if authors feel like they have to go, you know, they, they hear, oh, I need, especially, especially independent authors, but traditional, traditionally published authors too, they hear, oh, I don't know what to do with marketing. Clearly I have to go hire uh, a freelance publicist or a PR firm. And while that might be the case for some authors that that could be really useful, that's really expensive. Um, and and understandably so. I mean, a, a lot of these firms, they have the resources, they have the institutional knowledge of how to get specific kinds of books, the kind of coverage that they need. Um, but your book may not be a book that needs that, or that may not actually align with your marketing goals, your budgetary goals right now. Uh, so... Um, a lot of what I do uh, is is help the writers identify the gaps uh, in both their marketing knowledge, in their abilities, and in like what they actually want to do. So if they feel like, "Ugh, I really don't, I I really don't want to be the one to go and get myself on podcasts," you know, I don't want to be the one to try to go get myself review coverage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I like building websites. I can build myself a website, right? I'll say, well, then don't hire someone to build you a website. We're going to hire, you know, if you want, hire uh, an admin assistant to you let them know which ones you're interested in. They'll do the emailing, right? Rather than saying, I need a, a publicist or a PR firm to do all these things for me. It's like, what things are you excited about? What things do you want to do or that you have the energy to do? What don't you have the energy to do? And how can we fill that specific gap rather than trying to put a bandaid over the whole thing? Right. right. Yeah, it's very it's very intimidating, all the options. And I love the way you put that, like what is the individual author excited about? You know, what do they bring to the table? What can they, you know, put their arms around from their personal experience that's going to reach the audience that they want to reach? Exactly. Yeah. And I... I I tell my students often that, you know, everybody in this room is an expert. You know, everybody's an expert in something, right? The fact that you are, for especially for the authors who've, who've completed a book or on their, you know, publication journey already, like you've written a book and it can feel like when you're surrounded by other authors and writers that that's not a unique accomplishment. <laughs> but in reality, very few people on this earth have written a book. Right. So that already makes you an expert in a process, right? And um and and everybody has an expertise in something. So how can that expertise um be a boon to you in your marketing process, right? Um either in how you sell your book to others, how you talk about your book, um how you connect with other people. Um and I think so much of what I do is really confidence boost people um, and help them understand that they have the tools to do this. Um, all they need is is knowledge and a little guidance and sometimes accountability um, and somebody to say, okay, let's get this organized for you. Let's, let's figure out what you need, what you want, and then let's put it in a form that you can then reference and go back to. And, um, you know, they can always come back to me, but a lot of times authors will come to me for a couple of intense sessions and then they're off and running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that because I, in some, for some authors, I'm a long-term coach. And for other authors, I'm just that like, you know, infusion of knowledge that they need to to take over on their, on their own. And, um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that too. I love both. 
options. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's awesome. Okay, so for anybody who's listening right now in the audience, and we're speaking to Allison Pottern-Hoke, and she can be found at her website, pottern.com, P-O-T-T-E-R-N, and also her Substack newsletter, Books, Marketing, and More. Um, What would you say is the the starting point with you? If they say, oh my gosh, I, I love what she's saying. I need her. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I always recommend folks uh, take a look at my newsletter first um, because that's a great way to understand my my style, my approach, a um, little bit of my personality, uh, if you haven't already gotten it from this interview. <laughs> um, and so I, I would say to start there and because I, I do know that it's an investment you know, if you're going into uh, any kind of coaching or marketing um, assistance. So start with the newsletter. That's free. And I plan to always, always keep that free. Um, And that involves, uh, and in addition to getting, you know, stories and tips for me specifically, I also include interviews with authors who are currently marketing their books, as well as resources and industry news and book recommendations and tea recommendations and recipes and all kinds of fun things. So hopefully you'll get something out of it. And then if if you're still psyched about working with me, I'm psyched too. So you can go to my website and you can fill out a uh, book a session form. We'll do a quick, if, if we haven't interacted before, we'll do a quick exploratory call just so that I can make sure and you can make sure that we're the right match for each other. Um, there are certain things that I do help with. There's other things where, again, identifying those gaps, there might be somebody who's better suited to assisting you with your needs. So I, I just like to get that all out of the way at the beginning. Again, that exploratory call is free. And then after that, if depending on where you are in your process and what your needs are, I have a variety of, of packages. But to summarize it, it's basically an hour or an hour and a half uh brainstorming or focused session, depending on what you need um, uh, over Zoom, or if you're in, I'm in the Boston area. If you're in this area, we could do it in person. And uh, and then beyond that, if you're further along in the process, I have um, what I call uh, an in-depth course, which is where after we've done a brainstorming session together, or after you've taken one of my workshops, we really dig in and make you a marketing uh, what I call a marketing roadmap, right? A, a plan for the next four, six, 12 months, depending on what you need. Uh, that it works especially well for people who have specific marketing goals, either related to a book launch, and they're like, I need to know what to do every month leading up to that. Or uh, maybe they are, you know, planning to roll out a series of publications, or they're getting, they're trying to figure out where they're going in terms of a self-published project, uh, et cetera. And then I also have long-term coaching options. But I'd say most of my uh, clients start with uh, a brainstorming session and uh, and then we take it from there. I also teach workshops um, periodically. I don't have any marketing ones on the calendar right now, strangely enough, but I should have some uh, on the calendar for the fall. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll find out about all of those. And uh, those can sometimes be a little bit more affordable than the one-on-one coaching, just because it's it's a group session. Uh, but they uh, but the personalized sessions, it's all about you. It's all about your book, and all about what you need specifically right now. Perfect, perfect. Okay, and we'll put, we'll put your information in the the show notes about what you offer there. Listen, before we run out of time. You are an author yourself. Can you tell people what you've written and where they can find your books? Sure. Well, I I appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, my books, shall we say, are pre-published. I'm still working to um, get them to uh, a publisher, but I have an agent and we've been shopping, you know, my work around a few places. So I am in the trenches with those of you who are in the, um, you know, query and submission trench uh, nice. mode at the moment. Nice. Do you, um, do you write about that on your Substack? I do sometimes. Yeah, I, I've taken a little break from it uh, because <laughs> it can feel it can feel really tough if because sometimes these things can take much much longer than you than you think they will. But I definitely talk in my Substack about. Um, 
the process of going on submission, um, the process of uh, confronting the fact that these things take a long time and like staying for, I write it as much for myself as I do for my readers, you know, the idea of how do we stay creative? How do we stay positive about this whole writing thing when um, these other aspects of the publishing process take so long and feel so um, often demoralizing, yes. right? Even the marketing stuff, right? I, I put a very boppy spin on it yeah. because I I like to empower people, but it can be really demoralizing. And um, I think, you know, finding what positive things we can in these, um, both these hard times and the tough publishing world um, is is really important. But in terms of in terms of my writing, I'm excited that um, I'm having an essay published in the newsletter Stone Soup um, later this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, definitely, you can read a lot of my essay style writing uh, in the Substack, and that will be the first place I announce <laughs> when and if one of my beloved books uh, gets published, or if there's any excerpts or anything available. So um, I'm. But I will say that I primarily write science fiction, fantasy, and speculative fiction. So you'll see a little bit of that bent in my uh, Substack as well in terms of um, writers I love to highlight in my book recommendations and things like that. Um, and I, I do a lot of supporting in those communities as best I can as well. That's so. awesome. Thank you. And thank you so much for being with us. We've been speaking with Allison Potter and Hoke, and you can find her at her Substack account, books, marketing, and more, or her website where she where all of her offerings are available, potern.com. And I'll have all the, that information in this, the show notes. Is there anywhere else where you like people to find you, Allison? Um, you can also, for the time being, find me on Twitter. That's at a potern, dot, uh, not dot anything. It's just at Twitter, I guess. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. I have an author page on there. But um, if you're on my website or on Substack, that's probably the best way um, to, to get in touch. Fantastic. And to follow what's going on. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Claudine. This was a real treat. It was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. You've been listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold with Claudine Walk, my Substack account, Claudine Walk. Dot substack .com. Sign up for my newsletter today.